Hello, everyone. Welcome. What a wonderful Wednesday it is. Uh, we are, of course, at the podcast with no name. We certainly are. You know who we are. We do. And if you guys listened to our episode last week, we had a special guest. And guess what? What? Oh, I guessed it. I guessed what? He is back with us today. Oh, my gosh. He sure is. I am here, and I guessed that as well. Yeah. Travis, my friend, is here again with us today on another beautiful episode. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Hello. How's it going, Chris? You know, it's going pretty good. You know, I'm, um, I'm doing well. You know, I've, uh, I woke up again this morning, so so far so good. That's always a start, isn't it? That's always yeah. a start. Yeah, I didn't do it one day, and it was awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I regret it to this day today. <laughs> so how did you enjoy our the episode, the first episode you were with us last week? What I had week? such a blast nerding out with you guys, as opposed to geeking out. We talked about that. We talked about yeah, that. Um, we did. But definitely, we? I, I, I had a great time. That was really fun. Well, um, we, we loved having you, and the fact so that, much. So much that you're back with this one. But now we're going to nerd slash geek out even more on this Wait, episode. how could we even do that? I don't think it's possible. I don't, I don't want to. Think. It's possible because it's another episode of Nerd News! Nerd News! Nerd News! All right, guys. So in this and episode of Nerd News, I got three topics that I want to talk about. Okay? So number one. Number one. We all know... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Never met them. We loved it. We did. We did? Well, it was fun. It was fun. James Gunn. It was fun. So we know that Marvel... He's fired now. Fired him. Yes. Right? Yes. Do we know what... Do you know what his new gig is? Um, not doing what he did? Well, correct. But he is now directing and uh, writing Suicide Squad. A reboot. So, so, it's, so Marvel... Disney doesn't want him and DC will take mm-hmm. him. That happens frequently. And not about that. Uh, well, also with this, Margot Robbie was at first claimed that she wasn't going to replace her role as Harley in this version. Right. But now that's changed. So the report claimed that, yeah, Margot Robbie was unexpected. But now that um, with the future... Let me guess. James Gunn said, uh, do the role or I'll harass you. <laughs> Probably. Uh so uh, with the DC, with the future of the DC universe, uh, things have changed, and with the upcoming uh, Birds of Prey, which is yes, I'm I'm actually excited for. I'm excited for um, that. happening. Um, she it will replace her role yeah. in the reboot of Suicide Squad. Okay. You know, with 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 the making of uh, sorry to interrupt your nerd news, but with That's the fine. making of Aquaman, I'm excited for the new DC trajectory. Yes. I totally agree with that. I, I feel agree. like after Wonder Woman and Aquaman, they've started to piece together what comics are actually about and putting that on film. Let's let's hope that it it continues this one-off trend. When I think within this uh, this film of Suicide Squad, James Gunn, James Gunn makes sense. I'm okay with that. David Ayer had a good idea. Suicide Squad, the first one could have been amazing. It could have been such a, a good, it could have, fun, but quirky, it... uh, Fight Club-esque movie right it did not. i didn't think it was total trash i actually did enjoy it like i went to the theater and saw it but it was not something that i would watch like multiple times no, right? right it was not hot garbage it was still garbage right, there were but it wasn't that, a dumpster fire right i just wished enchantress like i liked her but the the her counterpart was kind of I don't know. yeah that was boring and i being a comic nerd when i when they announced the first heroes in that for, or the first scene the first villains and i'm like who is that? I don't know who that is. Right. In my head, I went, oh, he's going to die. He's created for the movie. Slipknot. Excuse me? Slipknot, yeah. And, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Uh, 
And then segueing actually from that from that DC franchise to this one, dun, dun, dun. Ben Affleck has stated that he will no longer be he has hung Batman. up the cowl. And here's why: he stated, "I tried to direct a version of it, and it worked well with the screenwriter, which is um, oh god, I forgot his name. Yet he Damon. wrote no, he wrote he has written uh, anyways. Mm-hmm. He tried to write uh, he wrote a screen a screenplay, and he just couldn't come up with a, uh, a, a good version. I couldn't crack it." And so, at this time, I'm going to let someone else take a shot at it. Uh, they got some really good people. So, Ben Affleck stepping down. And I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually kind of sad. I'm very I sad. didn't mind him as Batman at all. I didn't mind Affleck as Batman. I felt like he was a better Bruce Wayne. If I I'm gotcha. being totally honest, although that one fight scene against him and the gangsters See, in Batman versus Superman was epic. That yes, Batman. it was. That Batman was epic. Yes. Um, I definitely thought he brought a lot to the role and I really did enjoy it especially over Christian Bale because I got very tired of the Christian Bale growl right yeah I agree right? it makes sense where is she with the digital yeah, it got tiring voice that makes sense yeah um, but that said I heard a rumor that the new Batman was going to be like a 20 year old it is and here's where something will hit the fan you ready for this you know who's rumored at the top of the list right now to play that character Robert Pattinson Twilight Patterson whatever yeah, Batman's going to sparkle. I mean, I he's got a chin. That's really that's one of the first three things you it's need to be tr- Batman. Yes. You wait, you not just that, you have to have a chin under from underneath the cowl. It's why I will never be Batman. I have a beard because I can't <laughs> fold pillowcases. I do have a butt chin though. So at least I have that you can do going. It. Yeah. So, but well then before I read to the last part of the nerd news, who would you cast as Batman? Since they're going younger, who who would you want to be the new Batman? I say Sorry it. to put you on the spot. So while you think, I'll go. Okay. Because I had one, and we talked about this. We did. Is um, Robert Patterson is a little old, too old to be a 20-year-old Batman. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking one that could actually pull it off would be Benjamin Walker. was mm-hmm. the same guy that was uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I agree so with So I that think he, because he could pull... A, be dash and debonair enough to be a billion he could look like a billionaire businessman but then he's also demonstrated that he can slay with his uh, you know capabilities in uh in i agree with you i agree with you on that one there are there are two that i want mm-hmm. but they're not of age i want john ham i want john Hammer. he'd and, be a great batman and then i the saw one. also the uh audition for um oh my scott God. atkins scott atkins he auditioned yes. for Batman. Scott Atkins. Oh my god! And he did a self audition, and he did a tape of him talking to Alfred, and it, it was really good. And it I was, was like, pretty darn and good. the martial arts that he would exactly. bring to that. It, oh my god! I love Scott. But Atkins. since they're going twenty year olds, I say do an unknown. Do, do someone unknown. new. I actually, what's the guy's name? Um, Miles Tenner is that the yes. kid from Fantastic Four that played Mister Fantastic in that horrible movie? Yes. He needs a superhero redemption. He was great in Ready Player One. Oh, I love it. Wait, no, that was the second. He played Cyclops. He played Cyclops. Oh, he did yeah. get him. He did get his superhero yeah, redemption. Yeah, he's Cyclops right. in uh, the last two. Oh, Dark Phoenix. The yeah, but nobody wants two. to be Cyclops. He's, uh, he needs. I love Cyclops. Cyclops needs leader. a movie reboot. He's he, great in the comics. He needs he a movie ama- reboot. He's amazing in the comics. He's. I, it's just sad that. But they did. What to they go back to Ben Affleck. <laughs> yes. Um, the reason why I liked him. Yes, his Bruce Wayne was great. But there's one scene specific, and it's not the fight scene, which is amazing. It's the first time you see Batman and the cops are investigating this call, and it's like a horror movie. They film it like a horror movie. You're afraid. The tension builds. 
and the camera, Batman, is out of focus in the top corner of the roof. Because of that scene, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, that's that's Batman. Yeah, like that's you're supposed to yeah. be afraid of him, and that's why I'm kind of sad that he's not going to do it anymore. Yeah, that that's tragic. And also, why would DC? Okay, Ben is a great director and a writer. He's won an Oscar for both. He wrote a screenplay. Grant Morrison, that's who it is. They wrote oh, a screenplay god. together for the next Batman solo movie, and DC turned it down because they, why? Uh, because they want to get on board the. Avengers bandwagon. They just want to be able to have it pumped out. And Warner Brothers has done this, not just with the superheroes, but Warner Brothers in general. Unless you're Clint Eastwood, the only person that Warner Brothers trusts enough to make a movie on his own time is Clint Eastwood. All the other ones have to follow the studio protocol is get it done, get it done now, and release. Right. Yep, I agree with you. I I think too... um, Gosh, I just lost that moment. <laughs> I, I heard a rumor that they were going to do it more as a detective story. Which I'm fine with because they I'm haven't fine, touched upon that yet. I'm fine with. The thing is, I think about Ben Affleck and Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison is not the detective Batman writer. Right. Grant Morrison is a very sci-fi, kind of quirky, interesting mm-hmm. writer. So that script very well could be convoluted and a little weird. Um, because a lot of Grant Morrison's great stories are convoluted and a little weird. They right. come out amazing. Just um, different. But they're very different. That would be so. Then uh, that would be like one for him would be uh, Court of Owls. Exactly. Oh, Court of Owls is great. I would that would love be to see that. that because those those two teaming up for Court of Owls would be incredible. So, the la- the next part of it here. Yes. Okay. So Hulu is doing not one but two different series of Alien. So they're uh, in the early stages, and it's going to be produced by Ridley Scott. What? Yep. And it's going to be directed by, um, uh, produced, sorry, produced by J.J. Abrams. And uh, uh, did you guys see Castle Rock? I did see Castle Rock. Yep. Yeah, so the, the Stephen King, J.J. Abrams produced Castle Rock. That's, if you haven't seen that show, it's pretty good. I've seen some of it. Uh, right now, details are a little fuzzy because they're starting to, you know, go into pre-production on this thing. Uh, so they're taking this, uh, it says they're taking this franchise into a different area. So it could be filling in the gaps of certain parts of the movies, um, uh, a different area in the Alien universe. I mean, but they're doing two different mov- uh, TV shows. You know what I would it. really like? A day, you know, a, a series in the life of the Space Marines. That'd be good. That would be great. I mean, kind of like know, Shield, but in but, but with, yes, yeah. but leading up to the, uh, you know, it, the series ends when they arrive at when they when they go to space with uh, with Ripley. Yeah, that would be too much for soap opera, though, right? Like, if, well, they, uh, if you end before the aliens are ever in it, no, nobody's going to want to watch that. The aliens are the best part. But okay. I love the Space Marines, and yes. I, I agree. But, but see, everybody, everybody enjoys those Space Marines so much, I think it would work now. Because they tried it once with uh, Space Above and Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked only for those guys that geeked out about the Space Marines, because that was, in itself, a space opera. Yeah, right. absolutely. And... You know, they tried it with um, outside of the actual movies of Starship Troopers. They tried it with the Starship Trooper animated series, and it was really well done. But I think so. If if they had, if they actually did have the Colonial Marines fighting different enemies, you know, other than the Xenomorphs, that could be really cool. Actually, like like the actual like Starship Troopers did right. in the book. 
did they get the rights to Predator as well? I don't know. Right, it, they only said Aliens, so they're working on Aliens because right those now. things are so intertwined at this right. point. I mean, Batman fought them, <laughs> right? <laughs> but having like having the Predator show up on a TV screen mm. for one episode, having Xenomorphs in another, that would be, and then amazing. creating whole other like civilizations, that could be really epic. That would yeah. be amazing. But who knows? But, but with Ridley Scott and J.J. Abrams. Yeah. You know, the only thing I can think of right now is, as all state hands, we're in good hands. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> right. that's because with J.J. Abrams what? and Ridley Scott. What's oh. interesting to me is Hulu got it. Yeah. I, I wonder if they went to Hulu or Hulu was like, no, 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 we're gonna, well, here's money. You know, we'll, we'll take it. We're trying to uh, uh, beat but, out but Netflix. W- what a brilliant idea and what two perfect people to oh, do yeah. it with. It's, I, I, I'm stoked. I mean, I love Alien. I like mm. Prometheus a lot. I would think that it would go to Hulu because J.J. Abrams has an, a relationship That's with true. Hulu. That's probably right. where it started, yeah. Like I didn't he's, know that. He knows where his bread is buttered, and he's done well with Castle Rock with them and said, mm-hmm. hey, look, I did this for you, and it was epic. And, and here's we, what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and I got this guy named Ridley on board with it, and he's totally cool with you it. You might have heard of some of the movies he's done. Also, yeah. Also, <laughs> as a, a bonus to yes. this segment, uh, this I'm excited about because I – love this movie and series and books they're doing a Lord of the Rings TV series and one of the things that they're focusing on is the uh, origins of Aragon okay and I'm stoked I'm, I'm I mean I, I love Lord of the Rings I love the books but yet again it took me forever to read them because I was like wait what character is that and I flip back a couple pages I'm excited for it I, I'm, a, I'm nervous I, I, oh I me too about yeah. because you know one of the things that has doomed every single good trilogy is turning it into a cash cow. That's that true. is true. I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it was, it was a movie based off of a theme park ride. And then all of a sudden now there's six of them. Yeah. The d- second one's my favorite. Debbie Jones was just amazing. That was a good one. But you know, I loved, you know, even though the movie was junk, I loved Ian McShane's character of Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. Other than Peter Ustinov in the original Blackbeard's Ghost, I have never seen anything with Ian McShane that I didn't love Ian McShane in. Yeah, like American Gods, John Wick, mm-hmm. Deadwood, and now he's going to be in uh, Hellboy no. too, or the Hellboy, Hellboy remake. No, is he? Yeah, yes. Hellboy's father. Or he's father. he's the professor. Yeah. Oh, okay. so That's so or, uh, here's here's a wonderful movie that has two superheroes in it and Ian McShane. But it's not a superhero movie. It's got Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, Woody Allen, and Ian McShane. It's called Scoop. It is a charming film. Uh, Woody Allen, of course, you know, is the director, so he has only a bit part, but he's very integral. Ian McShane plays a deceased journalist that (laughs) keeps on appearing as a ghost. And Scarlett Johansson is this up-and-coming journalist, and she is trying to get the story, but also be wooed and not be wooed by uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and it is an awesome, I've, fun movie. It's I've seen Scoop. a trailer, yeah. It's a, it's a good one. Getting, and then to find... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. To, I'm sorry, getting back to Hulu and yep. um, Lord of the Rings. Tangent. Tangent. She she tangential. Sorry, I didn't mean to... Oh, Absolutely. Please um, bring us back. I think... What if they did a whole series on Tom Bombadil? 
Why not? Who wasn't even <gasps> in the movie? Yeah, why not? No, I mean, but he was the half, story, the half of the book. He's yeah. half the books. Their story is so vast. There's so many characters. I mean, they could easily do that. I mean, who knows what they're going to do with this one? All they said is Aragon, his backstory is one thing they're focusing on. One thing. So, yeah, yeah. it could be. It would be fun to see them actually not make a prequel, which was what I was kind of worried about, because we, we don't need a prequel to right. The Lord of the Rings. We have The Hobbit. Exactly. Right. And I would love, as you're saying, a, a TV show that showcases all of the backstory we missed. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, I, to, their, to their defense, I mean, there's so much that you have to piece into the film, and I get it. I would hate to put that book to script. That that would be miserable. Oh, God, no. But to close off this segment, one last thing. They're also doing another TV series, which one of my favorite comic books ever in Watchmen. HBO is doing a Watchmen, and I they had a teaser trailer during the Super Bowl. I am stoked for this. I mean, Watchmen is fantastic. I'm I'm... You know, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're really? trapped in here with me. Yeah. Oh, God, Rorschach. Rorschach is the man. It's just such a good movie. And I, going back to the movie, I don't mind the different ending. It works with what they did. I yeah. get it. Actually, I, weirdly enough, being a total comic nerd since I was a child, I never read Watchmen until after I saw the movie. Gotcha. Me too. And weirdly enough... I thought the comic ending was really lame after I saw the movie. The squid ending. and the, all the that. giant space squid. I was like, yeah. what? It was because that's uh, Alan Moore. Yeah, it's Alan Moore. Which right. is Alan Moore's a fantastic. Uh, but what they did with the movie, have you read Swamp Thing, by the way, of Alan Moore? Yes. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, also, the other uh, shout out to Alan Moore, he has League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Comic good, movie bad. What movie? Exactly. Um, anyways, Osmodeus, you know who's playing him? Jeremy Irons. What? Can you say perfect casting? Oh my god. That's all I'm saying right there. I'm mic drop on that one. I'm still I'm still in awe of Jeremy Irons. Alfred. Yes. That's great casting. It is great casting because like I got very into Michael Caine. Like uh, in my mind when I win the Powerball and build my Batcave, I have voice activated Michael Caine everything. But Jeremy Irons killed in that role. And I was like Yes he did. I, I I wanted to dress like him. I bought glasses that were similar. I'm hoping that my hair goes the same salt and pepper. Like that guy is a legend. And he's Osmodeus, which is the smartest man on perfect. Yeah. Perfect, it's perfect casting. casting. So there's a little bonus. So uh, besides Game of Thrones, which I love, I'm gonna be watching Watchmen. Yeah. So it's that's gonna, geek it's going to be a very, very busy uh, TV season. Can I add one thing to Geek oh, News? please. Yes. Talking about um, The Lord of the Rings, did you see that they're doing a biopic of Tolkien? Yes. Yes. When he's writing. I'm, uh, yeah, I saw that trailer a couple of days ago and I was like, here's no money. You here's already my, have take money. Take it, take it, you have it. Like, Tolkien's fantastic. I, I no. can't wait to see that. Here's a little, a little late to the game nerd news, but it involves Peter Jackson. Oh, I know what you're doing. The uh, <laughs> the most incredible documentary ever. Yep. yep. Was they shall not grow old. I want to see that. Did you see so it? So bad. I got to. Oh, uh, how was it? I I got sick at work. I mean, no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I had to. It was tear jerking. I yeah. bet. I mean, I I came prepared. I brought in tissues. Nice. Just knowing that um, he did a, such a phenomenal yeah. job. Peter Jackson is fantastic. But, you know, uh, he had been, and it's still, in. Uh, they're going to turn it into a miniseries now instead of a movie. Oh, really? Um, not just the, the uh, from They Shall Not Grow Old, but you have to go see it because he did such a good job colorizing all of the footage. You, you, you were there in it. And Amazing. It, it, was not, it was not cool. It was just 
every heartstring I had, it just plucked. It was yeah. awesome. I mean, I, I was hooked on World War II in color. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about doing like a fully right. digital like, version. So speaking of World War II in color and Peter Jackson, they're going to, uh, he's thinking about, one of his favorite topics is the Dam Busters. Uh, and he's, they're thinking of turning this into a miniseries because he wanted to make it a movie, but just things didn't fall through because, oh, gee whiz, these Lords of the Rings decided to mm. take up most of his time. Yeah. And so he focused on that. Thank you. Um, yeah, great but it's he wants to make a miniseries or at least a movie of some of uh, England's most well-known bombers. And these are guys that had to fly in uh, very low to the ground and uh, drop high explosive bombs and blow up dams. And it was one of his favorite topics growing up as a kid. And for him to make a movie of that, I think They Shall Not Grow Old was kind of his test bed. Right, to see that. Can that I make a war movie? Yeah. And I was like, oh, if you just put the little effort that you were going to do in They Shall Not Grow Old into the Dam Busters, because that was one of the first war books I read when I was a kid, and I was like, oh my gosh, and then here, Peter Jackson likes the same stuff I do? Please! So, so very yes. last thing before we move off mm-hmm. of uh, Nerd News, uh, he's also doing uh, a book that I read as a kid, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, yes. Yes. and I'm stoked. I mean, those small stories I used it's to read... It's Peter Jackson? I thought it was Guillermo de Toro. Oh, it's Guillermo de Toro, it is. But, uh, yeah, it is Guillermo de Toro, that's true. But still, that book coming to life as a kid I read those with my neighbor yeah as a, as a kid in the yeah. dark with a flashlight all three volumes and it was amazing so I, I'm stoked I was I was at Battle Alita Battle Angel the other night mm-hmm. and how was it that is epic in its own I really capacity. want to see it it is fantastic that's what I heard like I'm a martial arts nerd from way back and like it's the best martial arts movie I've seen in 10 years nice among other things but they had it just one teaser trailer for that Oh, it's cool. And it creeped me right? the F out. You and see I was like, pictures. are you kidding me? Yeah, you see these pictures as a kid, and now you see them coming to life, and you're like, oh, God. But anyways, that's nerd news. <laughs> it was a little bit longer than usual. But now, ladies and gentlemen, friends of the podcast, we're going to talk about something that we all do, us three do, and probably you at home, and that's called video games. Now, If not, you should. I remember as a kid opening up, ripping up my presents Christmas, and I see a brand new... Nintendo, regular Nintendo, mm-hmm. and my face, I my face hurt from smiling what so much. What was that like? It was, um, I've had, oh my god, it was amazing. My was eighth birthday. The best feeling in the world. Nintendo Entertainment System, Mario, Duck Hunt, and Pac-Man. Exactly, yep, same, exact same. I had to go to my babysitters to play an Atari. Then I had to go to my second babysitters to play the Nintendo. Oh no. I didn't get the console games, I got computer games. Which is still good. Still good. Still good. Mac. I just, computer game. I just wish you had the experience of opening up this box. It's just amazing. So what we're going to talk about is the top 10 selling video game consoles of all time. And as we talk about them and how much they've sold and blah, 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 we'll talk about our experiences with them and the games that we play. I can tell board. you my experiences of, oh, can I play, can I play, can I play? <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select. Star. Contra. That's God, all you need. God bless you. My first girlfriend ever, man. We got the 30 lives code and we were, we were bonded. <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. There are two codes that I, there are actually three codes that I remember. IDDQD and IDDKFA. That's Doom. Doom. Doom 2, actually, for infinite ammo and god mode. Nice. And then, back, back, down, back, circle. 
is Mortal Kombat. It like Mortal Kombat because you said back, back. Yeah. Everything is back, back. Get over here. So finishing move. Toward down, toward A because I'm a Sub-Zero guy. Uh, yes. But Mortal Kombat, coincidentally enough, came out on my 13th birthday, the original Mortal Kombat. And I begged my grandmother to get it. <laughs> I had it for my Genesis. We'll talk about it, I'm yep. sure. Yeah, we'll get there. But it was on my 13th birthday. Johnny Cage, first move, because I love Van Damme movies. I learned to do a split because the of split. those two. crotch punch? The crotch punch. So what, that time cut? Yeah. So what we'll do is I'll, I'll, give, I'll tell you the console, how much yes. it sold, and a little, little like brief history on it, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So starting at number 10, PlayStation Portable, the very first PlayStation, sold $80.82 million. Uh, it was the first most powerful handheld console ever released when it was sale in Japan on uh, December 12, 2004. Uh, its UMD discs were launched by Sony, and it was uh, the next big thing in mobile entertainment. Um, so I remember my very first PlayStation, and the one thing about the PlayStation that I remember is the startup sound. As soon as you hit that button, that that ding, 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 ding and it kind of like drawn off, and it faded out, and then whatever game you had in played. Absolutely. So Tekken Four. Tekken 4. Tekken 4. Yeah. Tekken 4 was legend. I will say PSP, I did not have one, the PlayStation Portable. Mm-hmm. But I wanted one because of Rumble in the Bronx. Jackie, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Jackie that was Chan a game. handed yeah. one to the little kid in the wheelchair, right? Mm-hmm. But when I'm talking about my initial PlayStation, Resident Evil 2 yes. almost cost me a relationship. <laughs> Please, tell tell everyone and us. This is going to be another happens. episode. Is welcome it? to yeah, Welcome to the... Uh, Deep thought therapy session of the podcast. <laughs> no, this was really funny. I um I was at a friend's house. I did not have a PlayStation. I was a Sega guy, but my friend had a PlayStation. He we rented Resident Evil Two, and I had a girlfriend. I was like in freshman or in high school, and I said, "Hey, I'll call you at eight o'clock." We put in Resident Evil Two at three p.m. and started <laughs> drinking Jolt Cola and playing Resident Evil Two. The fact that you mentioned Jolt Cola and Resident Evil Two. This is a beautiful friendship already. Yeah, Keep going. it's great. Keep going. <laughs> so for me, it was Jolt Cola and James Bond, but continue. Well, yes, yeah. Don't get me started. So we're playing Resident Evil 2, and we are in it. And I had just barely got the crocodile to bite the gas canister and figured out to shoot it, blew its head off. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm probably late for calling my girlfriend. I look at my watch. It says 8.30. So I go up, and I dial his phone. It's a dial phone. We didn't have cell phones because it was the ancient times. And she goes up one side of me and down the other. And I'm like, I'm only half an hour late. And she's like, it's the next morning. <laughs> I played for 12 and a half hours without knowing. God bless you, sir. God bless you. That's fantastic. I'm, like, I'm reading the next console, but like in my mind, all I can picture is the scenario happening. You're like, oh, oh my God, it is the next morning. Uh, all right. The next one is number nine. Game Boy Advanced. So it sold $81.51 million. So the third and final Nintendo handheld uh, gaming system to break the top 10 selling consoles in the GBA for the first uh, the first handheld console in Japan there it on is. 2001 We're March. Yeah, on March 21st, 2001. Its nine-year la- uh, lifespan was between 2001 to 2010. So eighty-one point fifty-one million. I didn't have an advanced. I, I had an original, but not an advanced. I had an original as well. I had neither. 
I had friends who had the original, and I got to play them on occasion. Tetris took over my life. Yeah, Tetris, I remember playing with some friends. You know what what video game I had? I had uh, Radio Shack Poker. Nice. You know, the uh, the handheld poker machine. My parents had those and yelled at me for playing video games. (laughs) Yes. And then I had uh, one that uh, I really miss. It was Helicopter Attack. I mean, it was black, and it, it was a console game. But the con- it was, everything was in there. It had the little LCD screen. Yeah. To- totally off concept, yeah. off off the subject. But did anyone remember those Tiger handheld games that had like yes. three outlines that you would just move back and forth? Yep. Boop, 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 we were so addicted to those. <laughs> and like, I'm sure we'll get there. But those had a legendary part of my life because that was every bus ride I had before <laughs> I had my Game Boy. It made times. Once time I got the helicopter attacks, I, I had that on the bus ride. But until then, it was uh, um, playing uh, 52 card pickup with one of my brother in law's older brothers. Or actually, younger brothers. Yeah, he made me play 52 card pickup. You were in Montana, right? This isn't an Alabama story. <laughs> Montana. It's a Montana story. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so the next one, number eight. Yes, number eight. Xbox 360. Dun, dun, dun. 85.50 million. So uh, this console spawned games such as Halo 3, Gears of War. Left for Dead. Uh, I mean, this this console started a lot. I mean, obviously. I mean, 85.80. I mean, that's a big... I mean, the only reason why that this console didn't rank higher on the list is because it had poor sales in Japan. Okay. Otherwise, it'd be higher on well, the list. Well, they probably had Nintendo higher. higher. Yeah, Nintendo so, was the So big the thing Xbox for them. 360 was the second gaming console that I ever bought. Yep. The now it's the original. The picture that it shows is the 360, but I remember also having the original, which is literally the box shaped as an X. The console. That's the original X. Xbox. That's, yeah, the, that's Xbox. the Xbox. My first Xbox exploded with the bard's tail inside of it. Oh no. Almost set fire in my house. You hear that Microsoft? <laughs> They fixed that. Part. Oh, okay. never mind. Thank you, Microsoft. And I did buy a second one because I was that much of a fan. <laughs> um, Xbox 360 had a really interesting game. I can't remember the name of it, but it was the first four-player squad shooter where everybody had a different ability. So there was a giant crocodile guy that could go invisible. There was like a. It was it was very weird. It's almost pre-Borderlands where you would play familiar. with your friends. There was a there was I one dude that was like. A double gunner who had like chain guns and machine guns, and a girl who had machine pistols. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I think I know what you're talking about. So when I was I was in college, I had a bunch of roommates, and we all had an Xbox 360, and we got we all bought a copy of that game, and I was just always the crocodile that was invisible with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing ever. It's the simple things in life. Uh, the only thing that I remember, I'm, I remember at the time, a lot of friends were like, "Damn it, I got the Ring of Death. I never yeah. got that." I was one of the lucky ones that didn't get the Ring of Death. The nope. other thing on the 360, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh yeah, that I, Bioware amazingness. Yep. That I played amazing. uh, Jedi Knight Two on the computer. Nice. I was not. Uh, that was my pre, uh, pre-console days. Uh, I didn't get to. Uh, I think one of the consoles that will be that's that's got to be on this list will be on later. But my second console, the Xbox 360. My first exposure to that was when I was overseas in Uzbekistan. The Army Network guys had uh, set up LAN networks and uh, three Xbox 360s, and we played Halo in our off day. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, in Uzbekistan. It. And I got 
you were the only person playing Halo in Uzbekistan. <laughs> we probably were. Um, but that was... And then I didn't buy uh, Xbox... Uh, buy, I bought the Xbox 360 when I was married. Mm. So that was... We did a Black Friday thing. First, thing. first time ever doing Black Friday, not having to work on a Black Friday. Stood in line, bought Xbox 360 with Left 4 Dead and Halo. So... Yeah. Staying in line it yeah. actually works perfect for the next one because I stood in line for this one. PS3. It's sold at number seven on the list. It sold 86.90 million. Now, the great thing about PS3, it was one of the first consoles to have a built-in Blu-ray player. Yes. So it helped boost the sales of that era. So the PS3 went on to sell, yeah, 86.90 million between uh, November 11th, 2006. Uh, to May uh, 2017, just ending Microsoft 360 in terms of consoles sold. The PS3 single-handedly destroyed HD DVD. Yeah, it did. Yes, I it agree did. completely. Because it came complete, and you could watch Blu-rays, and that was all people needed. They didn't need to buy multiple systems. Exactly. Yeah. And at that point, like the games that came out at the time... So much for my Laserdisc. PS3 was... I was a, a PlayStation guy. Mm-hmm. Like That was it. I was PlayStation. I love my Xbox, but at that time... It was all PS3. So I was cross-platform. PS3 got me, because I'm a geek, with Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2. Oh, yeah. My roommates and I could be Captain America and Thor and Spider-Man and Mm -hmm. Iron Man and fight with each other, combine our moves. Mm -hmm. And that game took up so much of my life because it was just so much fun to cause rampant destruction with all of the powers that you always wanted to have. For me, the PlayStation 3, it was the Blu-ray player. It gave me my flight sim, the IL-2 Sturmovic. Then it also gave me Mortal Kombat. Yes. Mortal Kombat, I Mortal hands Kombat, down with you on that one. Uh, uh, I will not play it on Xbox. I want to play it on PS3, always, just because, just the controls for some reason. It's so weird. I need a PlayStation to play Mortal Kombat. I need an Xbox to play any first-person shooter. See, I'm fine with, with the console for uh, Xbox to Mortal Kombat. I was fine with it. Ugh, it didn't bother me. Does, it's the it, same thing. Back, does, back down to X, back, back down. It does down. not it's compete thing. with my brain, though. It's the same, co- the, it's the same controller. Nothing's no, it's different. Not, not even close. I actually I agree I, with I, I, I had to just buy a Razer Raiju controller so I could play Call of Duty 4 on my PlayStation hmm. because I need triggers. Interesting. Playing any yeah. first-person shooter with buttons is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. And the one... The, the video game that scared the bejesus out of me that I want to get a PlayStation again to get is Fear and Fear 2. I don't think I played those. Fear was good. I played oh. Fear. Yeah, Fear was good. So, so basically, you are this. You go... Uh, remember Half-Life on the computer? Yeah, yeah. So Half-Life Counter-Strike. Okay. Or, and not Counter-Strike, but uh, Op 4, where you're, you're the soldiers going in responding to this alien threat. Um, fear is kind of the same thing, is you are um, soldiers going in to respond to a, a building catastrophe, a breach of some kind, and for some reason, you are getting contacted by the reason the breach happened. So you start seeing visions, and it's kind of like um, if you were living... It, the, uh, the main character of... The of fear reminded me kind of of the girl from the ring. Okay. So okay. so basically, you see these visions, and then they get longer and longer and longer and darker and darker and darker while you're going in trying to contain this breach of some kind, 
And then fear too picks up where the first one left off. And oh my gosh, there are moments that all of a sudden you just see something and then it goes away. And I I shrieked like a little girl. Never play a second one. Oh. Uh, number five on the list is yes. Nintendo Wii. 101.64 million. We would like to play. Now, Wii was great. So it, it was fun. The Nintendo Wii was trying to compete at the time, obviously, with Sony and Microsoft. Uh, but Nintendo's prior two consoles, N64, which is my favorite console, mm-hmm. and GameCube, they both had disappointed. So both consoles, the 64 sold 32.93, and uh, the GameCube sold 21.74 million, Metroid Prime on the So GameCube. they both did great, mm-hmm. but not much to make this list. However, uh, the Wii... Uh, made a big uh, footprint in the industry when it uh, with its unique motion controls, Wii Sports, and it was appealing to gamers and non-gamers alike. And replacement TVs because you forgot to put you the lamp your controller That's through it. That's so funny. And people were like, I'm suing. It's like, put the armband on. And at least one death because of the poor lady who drank water in the radio contest. Do we remember yep. this story? I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. She literally saturated her body to the Gosh. point where she had no salts and, and went under for a Wii, which I thought was the worst and horribly yep. ironic when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but my Wii game was a totally esoteric one. It was completely out of random. It was a Japanese game by um, Atlas. If you've ever if you've ever played Atlas, they do very Japanese games things. But they had a surgeon simulator. And to have the Wii controllers and be trying to be a surgeon yeah, I know what you're talking and about. have like 12 monsters in me at the time i killed like four thousand patients it was amazing so uh, don't be a doctor is what I yeah heard. no i should absolutely not be a so doctor. number four on the list is playstation uh so it's the very uh, playstation 4 actually ah yep so it sold 104.25 million dollars sony's first entry into the console market proved that it was a cd realm not the video games cartridge was the future of gaming media so they're showing a PlayStation 4, but they're talking about the original PlayStation. Exactly. So which is interesting. So the very first PlayStation, which is crazy. Okay, never mind. I looked down the list. Uh, Cheater. Yes, it's the very first place. Yeah, exactly. Um, How's your pumpkins? Pump- Enjoy eating them? Yes, they're good. Uh, yet again, <laughs> PlayStation was a console that I was uh, my heart sold on, but now I'm a Xbox One. Actually, honestly, at this point, I have an Xbox. I like both. I have both. I don't have an Alliance for its one. I just like both. I, like I said, I, it depends on what I'm playing. True, yeah, yes. true. Like, like The I Last will, of Us is one of my favorite games, and yeah. I want to play the second one horribly bad. And I'm also not a person. I hate um, s- platform-exclusive games. Yeah, yeah. I yes. hate feeling like I, I got FOMO in the worst way. I hate feeling like I'm missing out on a great game. So I drove – I left work on a lunch break and drove to Northgate once to buy a play, an Xbox so I could play Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> which was a terrible idea it was not a fun game honestly it was very very short and there wasn't a lot going on oh. it was pretty though it was pretty it was, it was a pretty gorgeous. game um but i bought i have both systems just so i know that i won't miss out on anything right i need to do that so number three Same on the list is something that i played just i destroyed this console because i played it so much the original game boy 118.69 million. So it was launched in Japan on the 21st of April, 1989. Nintendo's first handheld console went on to becoming one of the company's greatest success. The Game Boy is 
fantastic. It's, to this day, yeah. I wish I had my Game Boy. I same. I mean, they. I know they went to color uh, after the fact, but the original Game Boy. I remember for my birthday, I got this giant case. And I, it could put my Game Boy and all my games yeah, around it. Yeah, I had I, one of those. I used to bring it to, to sleepovers at my best friend's house. I'm like, dude, you want to play some games? And it was just the funnest thing to do, man. One of my friends had uh, all the latest and greatest of the Game Boys. And uh, I can remember when he would have, like, the, the, the glasses for it. The yeah. Game Boy glasses. Oh, gosh. Yep. And that was fun. Is you're, you're watching it. You're, you're still doing this, but they're plugged in, so you see what you're doing. But it's just right here in front of your face. And the other one that was fun was the the Game Boy Night Time. Yeah, yeah. Where it was it was an ex- it was like a, a book reader, but it had a magnifying glass and a little. Light. I did have that so actually. That you, the magnifying glass. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. So I had that. It, it made my Tetris game that much better. Yeah. Although it messed up my spatial awareness. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but the but the the one where you're watching it in the glasses. I can remember it was. It was so crazy. Like whoa. It's like right here in your face. I think there was a solid three years where nobody ever saw me. It was, it was pre-cell phone, but I looked like the guy looking at his cell phone all day, like no matter what Boy. I was doing, because I was staring at my Game Boy. So the next fantastic. one actually leads number two on the list, Nintendo DS, 154.90 million. So it's one thing about this console that people were kind of in awe about. Two things that they were kind of curious about. One, they asked, why do we need two screens? And the second one is, it was backward compatible, which yeah. is... At the time, you're like, what? I could play my old games on this new console? Like, mind blown. Uh, But yeah, 154.90. I didn't have this console, but like Nolan, I had a lot of friends who did, and I played on their consoles a lot. I'm going to say this, and I hate saying this. I I love the original Nintendo. I love the Game Boy. I even love their horrible venture into VR with that weird red yeah. VR stand where you played Mario Tennis and things vaguely looked like yep. they were coming I at you. I had that and I had migraines for days. Days. It was horrible. I do not care for most Nintendo stuff at this point. Like I, I have a I, Switch and I love it. I, I have bought two Switches and sold them both. Really? Oh, I love it. I've been and like, everyone's like, dude, you need to buy another one and get Smash Brothers. And I know I probably do. Smash Brothers and Zelda. Like... I'm a huge Zelda fan. Zelda so. made me mad because I had to cook too much. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't even do that in my real life. I'm, I'm not about to prepare <laughs> for a funny. mission. So the Nintendo, my very first console was the Nintendo 64. Yeah. That's my favorite console ever. And It's just amazing. You know, what was because of GoldenEye. GoldenEye yeah, was famous. Yeah, GoldenEye Golden is legendary. Are you an odd jobber? I have to ask. I would always do a odd job. Yeah. Of course, because you're too short to get shot in the head. <laughs> yes. But then the other thing is I also discovered the best gun in the game other than the golden gun was the Russian... Uh, the Kalashnikov? No. The handgun. The the DD. Oh, gun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a big, powerful gun. It's all about slap mode. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> talking about guns in first-person shooters, I know this is off topic. The original pistol in Halo 1. Yes. That thing was... Uh, did you read, like, the developers came out and announced, yeah, we made it purposely overpowered yeah. because we got tired of the first gun being the first one you throw away. So the original pistol like, in Halo it. 1 was the most powerful gun in the game. It had the best scope. You could shoot from across the map and get a headshot that took people out in one shot. I was nasty with that thing. They, uh, they kept that in Halo 4. Uh with the, yes. all the multiplayer, really, you could. Um, I was when 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 I first started working at Apple, 
since I had no other life outside of work, it was it was I would uh, go to go to work, come home, go on Halo Four. Nice. And lather, rinse, and repeat daily. And it got to the point where I just did that, and I got so good, I would just take the pistol, and I would use it across the I'm map. actually super excited because in Call of Duty 4 now, if you get the Mozu and you level that bastard up all the way, you get the Skull Splitter. And the thing about Call of Duty 4 is everyone has more hit points than in any other Call of Duty, so it's really hard to get kills. But with the Skull Splitter, you can get single-shot headshots drop everybody with a pistol, and I'm like, this is so old-school Halo. I'm back in my element. Oh, man. Okay, so... Sorry, for some reason, my Okay, so now we're at number one on the list. Yes, so before one. we go on to it, what do you think the number one top-selling console of all time is? I would like to have... I would like it to be the Nintendo 64. Okay. Uh, me too. What do it's you think? either the NES or the PlayStation 4. It is PlayStation 2. The two. The top the two. selling console Holy of cow. all time. It sold 157.68 million. Wow. So the PS2 stands as the best selling console ever. Sony's gaming giant sold, yep, 157.68 million units across the 13 years of sales. Wow. It debuted in Japan on March 4th, 2000, and eventually discontinued on January 4th, 2013. Six years and 54 days after the PS3 had gone on sale. That's amazing. That is incredible. That's incredible. Holy cow. Now, this console I had, and I just like the picture showing, yep. you have a stand. The, the vertical could, stand. Yep, I had it vertical. I had mine horizontal. I had the the SD card. Yep. And like, oh, man, I played this console. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mortal Kombat 3. Annihilation. Was what Midnight I Run. I don't know if I played that. Midnight Run was the first point-to-point racer. And they also had SOCOM, which was the first multiplayer military shooter. Yes. Um, I remember that And EverQuest. EverQuest, yeah. I played EverCrack on that thing so much. Honestly, I have a lifelong friend because of that PS2. (laughs) Because I never had one. He had one, and he was actually kind of a weird dude when I first met him. Mm -hmm. But, like, we kept hanging out because he had a PS2. And, like, our friends would get together, and I'd hang out with him in his room, and we'd play games. And now he's, like, my best friend from forever. But Midnight Run, SOCOM, and EverQuest were the three things that we played almost nonstop mm. on that machine. It was PlayStation 2 for me. It was nothing but Mortal Kombat, Annihilation, and the Tekken games. I mean, I was just... I got too good at Mortal Kombat. Tekken I, 3 was on PS2, Tekken right? Tekken 3 was great. Was that a PS2, or was that a PS... That was the PS2. 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 Uh, PS2, yeah. I got... It was... Uh, it was the Tekken 4 when... Uh, because I was... I got so good at the button combinations that I just... I could just... I, I would wah wrong like nobody's business on Tekken 3. It, it was me, just my jam. It was It was Steve, the uh, the British boxer. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Christy, the, uh, the capoeira. I was like, yeah. I was literally a Taekwondo guy. Like, I was getting my black belt in Taekwondo at the time Tekken 3 came out. Mm-hmm. And so I was using my own combos with Warong, <laughs> and I was like, this is my jam. This is so cool. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just sad that N64 didn't make it on the it's list. It's okay. But it's it okay. made it on our list. It made it on our I'm list. sad that the Genesis didn't make it on the I list. Know. Like, when I'm talking, when we talk about this, I think about all the systems. I had the worst systems, apparently. I had the ones no one else had. <laughs> hey, but, it's okay. I had a computer. I had, I had the N64. <laughs> 
or not the N64. I had the Genesis, and I had the Genesis 32X. Oh, yeah. I bought that thing. And it's crazy because some of the things on this list, like Nintendo, uh, Sega CD and, like, Jaguar and some of these off, <laughs> I guess you would say. I had the Dreamcast. And the Dreamcast. Like, uh, I, I played and I had all these consoles, but the ones that stick out of my mind is 64, PS2, PS1, and 360. Those are the ones that I can – oh, and Game Boy. Those are the ones that kind of like define my gaming career, I guess you would say, if that makes sense. My my gaming career was definitely defined by the Genesis. Genesis is great. I, the Streets of Rage two. Did you ever play uh, all Eternal the Sonics, Warriors? Eternal Warriors. Yep. That was um, that was like pre Mortal Kombat. That was like a Mortal. The X Men game was on the uh, Genesis. I still have so. it up in my apartment. Do you for I real? I have the console. I have the oh cartridge. Oh my book. god, that's amazing. Yep. So the reason why I like Destiny so much and hate it so much mm-hmm. at the same time is uh, because of my computer gaming, Bungie made Macintosh computer games, two of them called Marathon and Marathon 2. Really? Yes. Marathon 2 you can actually play on the iDevices now. And it's so much fun because it is, it was the Mac version of Destiny. Nice. If you watch it, you'll see like those little, uh, not the servitors, but the little, the little other floaty things. Yeah. Uh, they had their other version of those. I mean, to me, it's just like, oh, I'm playing my old uh, old 90s Mac uh, de- uh, That's marathon. Awesome. And then Doom on oh, the computer. Doom. Yeah, I, Doom. Doom is great. I had a, I, I had a teacher in high school named Mr. Bersodi. He was a mathematician. He was our computer science teacher. Mm-hmm. He talked like this. He had a really nasally voice. It's like, hey, guys, welcome to, welcome to your math class. <laughs> but Bersodi loaded every computer game onto like the the c drive but he would keep them secret and he would like filter out the information to maybe one or two students like hey there's this game if you go to this directory and you can find it and then doom was on there he loaded doom he loaded wolfenstein Mm -hmm. and we had to be like we had to ask him we'd be like if you asked him hey mr brasodi can we play doom he'd be like you don't play on a computer it's a work machine and you'd be like hey can i work on doom and he'd be like, absolutely. That's awesome. And your first period, you'd be playing Doom with your friends. It was Working fantastic. So, awesome. Uh, yet again, if what's your guys' uh, console of choice? And or what console kind of, you know, sparked your, your interest? And if you look back on what it. Gave kind of birth, what console gave, you, gave birth to yes. your inner nerd? Uh, we want to know. <laughs> Let us know. Ask that podcast with no name. And also... Just to go on this same topic, uh, this Thursday the 21st, Anthem drops. Yes, sir. Yes, Xbox and PS4, if you guys haven't seen any gameplay. Xbox or PS. I have it on PS4. So yeah. we'll, we'll, I might we'll download. I, spirit, honestly, I may download it for my Xbox okay. as well. Yeah, so I will you, totally do that if we can get a if we can get a group together. Oh yeah, that's easy. worthwhile. And Destiny too, by the way. Yeah, and so if you guys like. Uh, Games where you customize the ever-living love out of your character. It's a game that kind of takes that with the Iron Man kind of feel to it. So check it out this Thursday. Um, thank you for joining us again on our second episode with this amazing nerdy talk on video games. I yes. love it so much, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, Trev. thank you. But until then, guys, um, any final, final, give, give me one final thought. Go, quick. Don't forget to buckle your seatbelt. My first all-night game was Double Dragon 2. My first all-night game is Mario 64. My first all-night game, Left 4 Dead. Bam. Thank you, guys. Like, subscribe. Uh, thank you very much. And until then, buy a gaming console and stay up all night and beat Do the it. game. We will. <laughs>